Traditions are made to be broken. You know what's not irritating is it's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> hey, welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. Hi, I'm Marcus. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> what's happening today? Uh, I have to go to work very soon. Oh, okay. Well, well that's our show, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, it w- I wasn't scheduled to do so, but uh, the new manager is, um, he has kids that he has to be, he has to pick up from school, so... Uh, he asked if I would come in early, and I said, sure, I will. I would have been able to work 24 hours a day if it wasn't for those lousy meddling kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I doubt he wants to. Hey, speaking of your name being Marcus, uh, I'm James. <laughs> and uh, so now yeah, we yeah, have you've, you've covered it all, so you've covered the bases. <laughs> um, let's just get right into a topic that I had uh-huh. listed. Um, I When I was talking about our last week, our grandparents' um, collection of music and whatnot, I was going to mention, and then we ran out of time, uh, that uh, they had this giant boombox, as was the style of the times in the late 70s. But not usually for grandparents. Well, that's true. They didn't have a full-on like home stereo system, so mm-hmm. they got that. And I think since we were out in Safford in the in the hinterlands of uh, eastern Arizona, <laughs> the only real uh, clear station was the National Clock. <laughs> so I remember listening to that like surprisingly a lot. And it was like mesmerizing. <laughs> tick, 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 uh. tick. At the tone, the time will be eleven oh four. Exactly. Uh-huh. Boop. Tick, tock. Yeah, and then it was like in thirty seconds. And then we uh-huh. do it like every. I think it was every thirty seconds, but it was very. Um, if there are ticks, it must have been. It was very metronomic. If you listened, uh, if you called time on the phone. There was a number to call to get the time mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. phone. If you called that, it would be, uh, I think, every 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And 10 seconds. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. At the tone, mm-hmm. the time will be 10, 45, and 20 seconds. Beep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I recall that as well. And uh, surprisingly, and, um, I was... I don't even know. Is that is that still... Can you still do that? Did they, I would be did surprised they shut it if down? you couldn't, yeah. I, I, hmm. I bet it's still a thing because yeah. my in my classroom at my last school... Well, every classroom had a TV, right? So yeah. they can broadcast the um, the video announcements whenever they would have kids doing the the school news or whatever. Right. Uh, and then the district got rid of all the CRTs in the district um, because they were antiquated and and uh, and so forth. Everybody was getting just a projector that they could project uh, fr- from their computer, mm-hmm. and if they wanted to do the news or whatever, you could broadcast that directly to as a uh, as an email attachment. What? So they didn't have to. What year is this? Uh, well, this was just a couple years ago. Oh, I see. Uh, so it wasn't. I thought you were saying when you were a student, every classroom had a no, TV. No, no, like, Wait, no. What? Last year we are old. Know. That can't be right. <laughs> uh, a, a few years ago, they started getting rid of the the, the CRT TVs, mm. cathode ray tube for you youngins out there, <laughs> um, the bulky boxy TVs with uh, uh, not flat screen and uh, and recycling or whatever they did with them. There's probably a you know Indiana Jones esque warehouse somewhere with all those. And, but, but they forgot, they forgot to do my room. So I had a TV in there up in the, in the corner because my, my room was way off isolated from the rest of the school as noisy places are helpful to be there. Right. At any rate, so my TV kept, was in there and every TV that was in the school always used to have like a clock on as their normal uh, display. And right. as they got rid of the TVs, mine stayed on 
and the clock was still running. Like some huh. software somewhere was running uh, a clock face. It, even <laughs> I don't know where it was coming from. You know, it's like that. Uh, it was that, coming from inside the classroom. <laughs> Uh, which was really odd that they would they would just keep that going. It was maybe well until I left. It was my TV was still in the room uh, two years after the district got got rid of every other CRT in the school, and, and it, it was, was still running. Yeah. <laughs> still running that clock. That clock never stopped. Yeah, so there were clocks everywhere nowadays. That that I had a wall clock. I had two wall clocks: one analog, one digital, mm-hmm. and uh, of course my watch and my cell phone. So. There's no excuse for not knowing the time anymore, but I bet if you called, it would still be running. <laughs> You've been listening to Clock Talk, <laughs> a, new, yes. a new segment of It's Just Called Two Brothers. <laughs> uh, I'll have to find a clip for that. Speaking of nerdy lists, go. We, we can't skip this one one more time. No. Show 42 was supposed to be referenced in the show, or at least by title, and I totally glossed over it. That, yeah. The Douglas Adams connection. So the ultimate the ultimate number. I, I think I called it. I, I did title it the show. Yeah, the title the ultimate show. But, uh, but we didn't reference anything in the show. Hey, it's show 42. <laughs> you know what that means. Douglas Adams <laughs> discussion. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide stuff. But... Uh, nope. <laughs> we blew it. So. Well, that's how nerdy we are. We just assume. Mm-hmm. Everybody will <laughs> know. understood. Like, yeah. Oh, this has been done to death. Yeah. So. Or something, something, if you have to explain the joke, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or yada, yada, yada. Right. <laughs> I do like some of those. So anyway, here it is. There's acknowledging the, the show 42. Okay, there it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I did see another nerdy referenced thing that... Um, it's I, I guess it's pretty universal at this point, but uh, Back to the Future is still uh, an audience favorite, right? A favorite. Of oh yeah, that's one of my. People. That's one of my shows that you know if it's on, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, if I see it in the guide, definitely. A cultural mm-hmm. touchstone. Yeah, I agree that if it, yeah, if you come across it somewhere, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's still compelling. But I saw a, a clip online of Tom Wilson, and I think I put this on the blog. Tom Wilson and Christopher Lloyd doing a joint interview at um, a couple of different cons, actually. Mm. Um, there was a particular one that was uh, do, doing Q and A's, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if this is just a thing for them or if it was a coincidence that they they put them both together. But yeah, I don't know. Is did okay? I'm way out of, of the loop with the cons. I, I mm-hmm. went to some way back when in the late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. uh, and those were gaming conventions. Yeah. Um, and then you started going to comic conventions right. before they became a like celebrity thing. More, I mean, San Diego, yeah, always had that. But but yes, I, I because I had because I was doing a comic book, I you know had to bring it around to as many places as I could. Mm-hmm. And then it just blew up into this enormous uh, uh, cosplay celebrity attended mm-hmm. um, Comic Con, pop AKA, culture con, really. Yeah. Giant um, movie referenced, uh, yeah, with celebrity attended things as yeah. a sideline almost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for sure, so yeah, the, these Q and A's and um, Baiman Sci Fi Con, uh, science fiction conventions have always been a thing, 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There was I, I forget what the first one was, but the the main one that we'll link in the show is uh, show notes is Salt Lake City, Salt Lake Comic Con, I think. Mm-hmm. And Tom Wilson and uh, who is Biff, obviously, and Christopher Lloyd, who is Doc Brown, did a Q and A together mm-hmm. uh, for at least the second time, if not you know multiples. But um, the, the 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 contrast between the two could not be greater. <laughs> That's for sure. Christopher Lloyd is very unassuming and low key, uh, and and reserved, and Tom Wilson is almost hyperactive, mm-hmm. and never shuts up. Right, <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely. <laughs> yeah. but he's always thinking of his next bit. It seems like <laughs> too. I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just all there, and it bubbles to the surface. So he, yeah, he, yeah, he can barely contain himself, contain his energy. Did you see him with with me? Did we? No. Go together to see him and uh, do his stand-up? No, you told me about that afterward, okay. and I was very pleased because uh, I, I liked his performance a lot. And obviously, the, the trope is that the villains are – the people, actors, right, who play villains are invariably nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> and right. often people who play heroes are not necessarily jerks, but uh, aloof, <laughs> not, not as open – you know, to mm-hmm. to fans and uh, yeah. to interaction. Right. Where, uh, yeah, the, it, I don't, I can't think of a single time I've met someone who plays a villain uh, who hasn't been very gracious and uh, warm mm-hmm. to my entreaties. It's, it's, I'm sure it's frustrating sometimes because there are a, a baffling number of people who think they are like their characters, who are they are villainous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, almost always not. And he he being obviously. You know, and what do you call it? Uh, the uh, a prime example of that trope, mm-hmm. sure. Because yeah. he is, yeah, he's always uh, seemingly happy and <laughs> upbeat, willing mm-hmm. to talk about all that stuff. And he he just throws out story after story. It's it's anecdote heaven. If you're a Back to the Future fan, yeah, he, he's a fun stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw him uh, at the comedy store. He mm-hmm. just showed up, and I didn't know who he was at first until he brought that up himself. I didn't recall. Uh, his name, I knew Biff, didn't really, you know, recall the actor's name. Mm-hmm. He he came out wearing a sousaphone um, <laughs> and clothes. <laughs> and the the first bit that he did was about, you know, being a tuba player in a high school marching band. He's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's online, but uh, he's got a lot of clips right. on YouTube. We'll his, put the, uh, we should put the up. question show in because that's yeah, that's funny. That's the one he yeah. always pulls out for mm-hmm. uh, answering answering the. Major questions that he always gets about yeah, Back to the, the Future. The question song. Yeah. Look, I, I wrote a song. It's going to save us all a lot of time after the show. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of friendly people that I like to meet. They shake my hand but never ask my name And they start asking questions that are always the same Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice What's Christopher Lloyd like? Kinda quiet What's Crispin Glover like? Unusual Stop asking me the question I went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh Now I'm not Jewish but I like to nosh Put on my yarmulke, started to pray When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't How was that DeLorean? A piece of garbage Do those hoverboards really fly? It's a movie Stop asking me the question 
take your picture? Come on, look mean. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Questions, questions fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? I never talked to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy? You know Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make? More than you do. So stop asking me the question. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the, the stories of um, any uh, behind-the-scenes yeah. stories I like of, of most shows. Mm-hmm. It's very fascinating. Yeah, that is, a, that is a YouTube hole that never ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, of that, I was just stumbled on the stuff from Lost in Space nope. with um, Bill Mummy and... Um, oh, I can't think of the actor that played Dr. Smith. Is it, is it uh, Mummy or Mummy? 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 I think it's Mummy. Uh, mm. But... The what's his name? Jonathan something. Yeah, Jonathan Harris. That's right. So he is is happy to um, talk about how he came up with the uh, all the you bubble headed booby, <laughs> you mechanical monster, and, yeah. and all that stuff. Because when he started out, he was the he was a, a foil, but Guy Williams was supposed to be the star, the mm-hmm. the, the father in uh, in Lost in Space cast. He was supposed to be the star, and then it turned out that the audience really loved the Doctor Smith and and robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connection so much and it just sort of over the top character that he came up with. Sure, because when he when he he talks about it, he when he started reading scripts and he, they started shooting, he said, "This is this is not enough. I need to to be more more aggressively uh, evil and eccentric." Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so he mm. certainly did that. Good for him. Good for yeah. them for letting him. Yeah, and so there's a there's a, several interviews with he and, and Bill Murray confirming mm-hmm. that, and also that just that he was a. Uh, uh, grateful to Jonathan Harris about uh, sort of taking him under his wing and, mm-hmm. and uh, working together as they did most of the show. So right. I don't know a, much about his background. Was he? A, he seems like a theater actor. Who made Jonathan a transition. Harris. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, a stage actor in mm. um, in in New York. Yeah. And he did some Broadway stuff, and and then he got on a bunch of TV shows as just sort of bit parts. Right. And then eventually landed the role on uh, Lost in Space. Well, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you you have to be bigger. On stage, you have to mm. you act a lot more out there, <laughs> yeah. in, in a lot of in a lot of plays, to project. You have to project a, a personality and a you know an expression and all that stuff. So. Larger than life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Larger than life. Speaking of tubas, oh, indeed, you have a music share. I do. What is it? Uh, well, it's um, I, I stumbled upon this. I was just listening to the, to the radio um, two days ago, and uh, I just got in the car and a concerto for tuba and orchestra <laughs> was playing. Samuel Jones, the composer, wrote this concerto for tuba and orchestra for the tubist Christopher Olka, mm-hmm. and he performed it with the Seattle Symphony uh, to majestic and magnificent results. Here's a, a, a clip of the, the opening.
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminded me. I didn't hear the opening when I first uh, got got into the into the car, which is probably good because it's a little it's a little stately. It's nice. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of uh, of the, the the tuba and orchestra part in in Star Wars, like when mm. these, when they're when we're meeting the Jawas mm-hmm. uh, and and going through their scene. It, that's what it reminds me of quite yeah. a bit, uh, reminiscent of that in its own uh, particular idiom. But it had that memory to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, he just has a a wonderful sound. It's not yeah. umpa. <laughs> if you think of a concerto, no. you think maybe Vivaldi or something. Mm. If you think of the tuba, you think you know uh, Tom Wilson's favorite uh, tuba yeah. bit. Every right. tuba part ever written. Boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Like stars of fried forever. Boom, 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 boom. The national anthem. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. That's his bit. Uh, uh, but this is not the, that. Well, also um, in Superman, right? John Williams did it for the yeah. Otis's theme. Otis, right? Tuba. more the, the the whimsical goofy yes uh, tuba yeah, and, and jones rightly so i i never heard jones play it for laughs a single time no this entire concerto all three movements it's it's very it, it's it's uh respectful almost to the instrument which is oh certainly which is cool. yeah, yeah. It, but beyond that you know the thing that delighted me if you like the most was that it kept getting better which doesn't always happen in uh multi-movement symphonic pieces for me Often yeah. there'll be a theme or a section that I that I think is really great, and the other is okay. But this this thing through the third movement just uh, just kept getting better to me. I, I agree, uh, and I love the ending. Uh, it was <laughs> just uh, hit the fireworks of his tuba playing. <laughs> yeah. That guy is agile. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's got, got a huge range <laughs> from super low to super high, and mm-hmm. he just sings in the in the high range. It's just uh, if you're not a yeah. um, a a, uh, <laughs> a fan of the tuba, right. you might. Become one sure. with this, or if, uh, if at least a Volta, right? Because he, yeah. uh, Jones puts him through his paces. He, yes, he really goes through the entire range of the instrument tempo and pitch wise. Yeah, it's it's a really neat piece. It surprised me. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, I don't know. I got nothing. I have to go to work. You know, on that note, <laughs> so uh, since you have to go to work, there's the music. All right. Speed it up. Oh, music. <laughs> double, double time, please. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. If you want to send us an email about anything at all, um, just before we go, I want to say uh, Hurricane Florence is currently hitting the East Coast, so I hope everybody's remaining safe or getting safe. Stay high and dry, folks. Yeah, as dry as you can. Sandbags are plenty. So if you want to send us an email, you can do that at bros at it's just called two brothers.com. Or uh, tweet at IJC2B. And you blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. And been managing to, yes, 